Welcome to Yes You, a podcast for women to imagine, explore, and step right on into a new paradigm of life and leadership. I'm Annie Carter, a conscious business owner, yoga practitioner, and a big believer that this world needs all women to show up just as we are. This world needs you. Yes, you. Are you in? Let's do this. Hello and welcome. It is so great to have you here and I am really excited to be bringing you today the first of a series of four episodes that are going to be looking at the different phases of the menstrual cycle. We're going to look at each distinct phase, what's going on hormonally and what that means for us in terms of what we're optimized for at that particular time of each month, how we can align our social life, our exercise, our work, our self-care to really get the most out of each phase and overall to create a sense of balance across a month. So really stoked to have you here. Looking forward to getting into that with you. Before we do, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, on which I am sitting right now, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. And I want to pay my respect to their elders past, present and future. And if you heard my last episode, which was the first episode, I mentioned that in each episode, I'm just going to bring you one little fact, some little thing that I have learned about our First Nations people as a way of me acknowledging and paying my respect and also hopefully as a way to spark your curiosity and I would love to think that maybe you would go and find out something about the traditional owners of the land where you're living as well so that we can live more from a place of understanding, admiration, respect and acknowledgement. So today on that front, I'm going to share with you the meaning of the word Wurundjeri. So the Wurundjeri people are the traditional owners of the land where I'm living. And that word comes from the Woiwurrung language. And there's two parts of it. There's Wurun, which means the mana gum or the white gum, which is a really common tree along the Birurung or the Yarra River. And Jerry, which is a grub that's found in the ground near those trees. So... Wurundjeri is the Managum grub, also known as the Wichity grub. And so the Wurundjeri people are known as the Wichity grub people. So yeah, I wonder what the name of the traditional owners of the land where you live, what the origins of that name, maybe you could go check that out. That would be awesome. Okay, so let's jump in and start to take a look at the menstrual cycle. So Let me just backtrack a little bit. You're familiar, I'd imagine, with circadian rhythms. So the rhythm in our body that governs our day and night activities and energy. So it's where basically we are energized in the morning enough to wake up, get up, live our day. And that in the nighttime, naturally, our body starts to quieten down, shut down and wants to sleep. It's pretty straightforward and we all know what happens when we mess with this too much. So you wouldn't expect yourself to be up at 3am working on some 
important project and being highly effective at that time or communicating at your best at two in the morning. Also, you might, many of us will find that it's actually really hard to sleep during the day. So that's your circadian rhythm at play. And it's kind of taken for granted, really. We know that's how our bodies are designed and we pretty much work with it. And sometimes we'll go against it. Sometimes we'll party all night or we'll sleep during the day or something. But we probably know pretty intuitively that that doesn't work out so well for us overall. And particularly if you sustain that and you keep on kind of messing with that rhythm, that it can really take its toll on your energy, on your mood, on your productivity, on your concentration, all takes a bit of a hit. So that's the circadian rhythm. We take that for granted. We all have that. There's another rhythm that is known as the infradian rhythm. And this one is not a 24-hour cycle like the circadian rhythm. This one spans about 28 days. So you may not have even thought about your infradian rhythm, whether you have one, what it means for you, but whether you've thought about it or not, if you are a menstruating person, then you have an infradian rhythm and really you ignore it at your own peril. So many of us can end up just feeling sluggish, feeling exhausted, feeling like we're kind of just trying to keep up with life. Exactly the same as imagine if you did just do all-nighter after all-nighter after all-nighter and just completely ignore your circadian rhythm, it would take its toll. Same deal. If we just push, push through every week, every day of the month and we ignore our infradian rhythm, it'll take its toll in, in a really similar way. We can end up feeling tired, sluggish, like we just kind of can't keep up with life. But also it can cause hormonal imbalance and hormonal challenge. It can create much more problematic PMS. It can also lead to infertility or fertility issues. So pretty important. So we're going to talk about the four different phases of our menstrual cycle and how we can work with each phase and what's going on within our bodies to really optimize the way that we live so that we do get the ebbs and flows of life, that we rise with rising energy and we settle when our energy is turning inward and and kind of drawing us to rest. And overall, we get a greater sense of of balanced energy, really, more of a sense of a well-rounded life. Now, before we jump on into the first phase today, I do just want to recognize that there may be some of you listening who don't have a menstrual cycle for all sorts of reasons, but still want to explore cyclical living, which I would highly encourage. And a great way of doing that is by working with the phases of a moon cycle, Because the moon cycle and the menstrual cycle reflect each other really beautifully and both have four distinct phases. So although what I'll be sharing today when I'm talking about what's going on hormonally, if you don't have a menstrual cycle, you might not be having this same hormonal experience, but you can still work with the principles and the ideas of the ebb and flow uh, by tuning into the moon cycle. So I will chat a little bit more about that at the end. 
So we want to start at the very beginning. And that is actually a bit of a tricky thing when you're talking about a cycle, because a cycle is like a big circle where there is no end and no beginning. And so it's quite difficult to actually think, well, what is actually the first phase of a menstrual cycle? If you talk to a doctor or if you are tracking your cycle, usually it would be recorded as the first day of your bleed is considered day one of your cycle. And that that works. But in terms of energy and what happens throughout a cycle, to me, it makes more sense that menstruation is the completion point or the end of a full rotation through the cycle. And so we're going to start today with the next phase. So the phase that happens after menstruation, it's known as the follicular phase. Now for each phase, I'm going to give you a few different names Uh, that you could refer to this phase as, or I'd actually really encourage you as you start to explore this and get familiar with these phases and how they feel in your own body to give it a name of your own. So the scientific term is the follicular phase. And that's because during this phase, the follicles on your ovaries are stimulated to grow and grow and grow until the point where one of them grows so much that it releases an egg. And that's the point of ovulation, which we will talk about next week when we talk about that phase. But you might prefer to call this phase the springtime of your cycle because it is a time of kind of emerging, a time of growing energy. If you're following the moon phases, it correlates to the waxing phase of the moon. So when the moon is getting brighter and showing more and more of itself and energetically, that's kind of what it feels like. For me, I call this phase the firing up phase because there is a sense of building. It's not just like, bang, it's all on, but there's a sense of building from the rest that happens during our menstrual phase to starting to build kind of like coming out of our shell, re-emerging again. Miranda Gray, who wrote The Optimized Woman, she refers to this phase as the dynamic phase, which is also another great name for it. So you can choose whatever you want to call it for yourself. So let me tell you a bit about what's going on in this phase. Hormonally, let's start there. So this is a time when we've coming from a point of really low hormones, estrogen and progesterone being the main ones that we're talking about when we're talking about menstrual cycle. And during this phase, the follicular phase, estrogen particularly starts to build. And it's building with the purpose of thickening the endometrium, thickening the uterine lining. So that starts to build up. Estrogen also causes serotonin levels to increase. And so this is a time when we tend to feel good. It's like a kind of high vibes phase. Other things that estrogen does for us is it increases the collagen in the skin and our skin thickness and hydration and even ability for wounds to heal is increased in this phase. And it also promotes hair growth. So you might have noticed that for yourself that in this phase, which is the first week or so following your period, that you have more luscious, lustrous locks. So I should mention that actually, that yeah, the follicular phase is roughly day six to 12, if we were considering the first day of bleeding day one. So 
Maybe an easier way to think about it is that it is just once you stop bleeding and before you ovulate. So it goes for around about a week. So with estrogen building in this time and progesterone is it's there in the mix but it's pretty low at this point being just produced in small quantities in the adrenal glands for now it comes into its own a little bit later in the cycle but as estrogen is building we have this lift in our energy lift in our mood and so what does that mean for different areas of our life let's start with our relationships and social life So because we are feeling good, you think springtime, you know, you've been hibernating in the winter and then you come out into springtime and it's like, yeah, I want to start to get out there. I want to start to do some things and to connect with some people. And that's what this phase is all about. It could be a great time for connecting with friends, getting out there, taking on appointments, doing more. This is a time of higher energy. We also have some building testosterone here. And so that gives us particularly high energy and so you can handle a busier schedule this week so it could be a good time when you if you know you need to plan in a few catch up with friends and different things like that that now is the time to do it so with rising estrogen and increased serotonin we are feeling pretty good also in the mix there there is a boost in testosterone in this time so we are feeling positive we tend to feel in a good mood we feel optimistic and we feel like can do you know that could be another name for this phase the can do phase because that's kind of the vibe of it it's like springtime you're coming out starting to get into a bit of action wanting to see people wanting to do some things coming out of the hibernation of winter into some more activity that's your follicular phase So when it comes to life and aligning ourselves with this phase, this is a kind of a time just to go for it across all fronts. Your energy is higher in this week and so you can handle a bit of a busier schedule. So feel free to go ahead and put in a few social engagements in this week. Maybe have that extra night out. There will be other phases of the cycle that are not so good for that for sure. So if you're going to do it, do the extra ones in this phase. All right, let's look at exercise. So once again, I would just generally take the approach of go for it. It's a good time for high intensity exercise, maybe some dynamic yoga. You might want to get out there for a good walk or a run. Actually, high intensity exercise in this phase can help your body to release estrogen better later. So it helps with the metabolism of estrogen. In general, your metabolism is actually a little bit lower in this phase. And so getting out there and doing some more high intensity activity can help to boost that metabolism overall. Because of that as well, also eating lighter food might make sense for you during this time that you don't need as much sort of dense food because your metabolism is that little bit lower. So follow your energy levels and just go for whatever feels best for you. For me personally, I will do high intensity interval training during this phase and not during any other phase of my cycle. This is the time when I'll really just kind of go for it. I definitely tune in and see how I'm feeling because 
you've got to pay attention to how you are moment by moment. And it's possible that you might have a follicular phase from time to time where you don't feel really energized. And that often is if you haven't rested very well in your menstrual phase, but we'll chat about that later. But yes, so you don't want to just go, well, Annie said that I should be getting out there and doing high intensity exercise and doing it regardless. Tune into your body. If you're feeling some energy, go for it. Get out there, do what's fun for you, do what really challenges you and enjoy. Now, because you're particularly can do in this time, it's actually a great phase for starting a new routine. So you might be like, you know what? Now is the time I'm going to start running and I'm going to build from zero and get myself to five kilometers. If you're going to start a new routine like that, this is the phase to start it in because you've got the energy, you've got the motivation, you've got the self-belief. And so really starting it in this time is going to give you the best shot at actually sticking with it and making a good start. Same goes if you're starting a meditation practice or a new project this is a great phase for it. So moving on, let's talk about work. So again, the can-do attitude also plays out in our work and our hormonal mix gives us that optimism and grit. So it is a great time to do stuff, get things done, go for it. So it might be a good time for course correcting. If there's something that hasn't been working out quite right for you and you need a bit of extra oomph to make a change, do something new, this is the time to do it. This is also a time where because you've got some more energy, you might want to take on an extra shift or put in some overtime if you like. It can be a great time for rallying behind a project and really driving forward with it. So really going for it. For me, in my own work, let's say I'm in my follicular phase and I see that I've got a lot on my plate this week or there's extra things that need to be done. I'll take a moment to check in with myself. Like I said before, this isn't just about applying theory. You also need to tune into your own body. So just because the theory says that you're energized, if I'm not, then I need to pay attention to that. So I never, I try to avoid letting the theory override my own inner body present moment experience. But if I check in and I genuinely am feeling like, you know what, I do feel quite energized. I do feel quite optimistic then I'll go for it. I'll be like, you know what? I can handle more this week. And so I might work some longer hours or I might commit to taking on some more projects or I might, in my case, teach some more classes or something like that. It's a time for going for it. (laughs) It's a time for getting out there and doing it, getting things done. As I mentioned, I call this phase the firing up phase because that's what it feels like to me. It's like, yeah, firing up. But also I call it firing up rather than fired up because there is a sense of moving into it. So it's not for me like necessarily the day after I stop bleeding, I'm like bang on with all of the energy. Sometimes it actually does feel like that, but more often than not, it feels like kind of a revving up in energy. So it can be 
a good idea to give yourself that chance and just to pay attention to how you feel, what's happening for you, and follow the cues of your body, your energy, as you make decisions about what you commit to and what you're going to do. One other little tip, this phase is a great one for those of you who like affirmations. So a saying, a motto, a mantra that you say to yourself to boost yourself up, to encourage yourself. Because in this phase, we're really optimistic and we're full of good vibes. And so when we affirm something, I am strong, I am powerful, I have everything I need. We've got the hormonal makeup in this phase to actually believe it and to really put our energy behind that affirmation. We'll see later on that not all phases support that. (laughs) And so this is the time. If you're into affirmations, absolutely go for it with them in this phase. Now, if you don't have a menstrual cycle and you're working with the moon phases instead, the phase that you're looking for is the waxing gibbous moon. So what that means is it's after the moon has started to reveal itself from the new moon through to where it's about halfway visible. This is known as the first quarter of the moon cycle. And then beyond that, where it's going from halfway visible to all the way visible of the full moon, that's the waxing gibbous phase. So what you can do is find out when the moon is in that phase. And you can do that just by Googling what phase is the moon in today. And it'll literally bring it up for you. I do also recommend actually looking at the moon at night. It's a beautiful way of connecting with its changes. But so finding that phase and then applying these approaches during that time. So it's not that necessarily your estrogen is going to be building in this time. So you may not feel it as much in your body, but this for you can be the phase of going for it, the firing up phase, the springtime, the time for getting out there and doing your thing. So that is the first phase and I am very much looking forward to taking you through the next three phases. So a super quick recap of what we've talked about today. This is the the follicular phase of your cycle where estrogen is on the rise. It's a time of high energy. It's a time of positive attitude, can-do spirit. It's a great time to get out there and do stuff, whether that's socializing, whether that's getting out there and doing some kind of exercise, maybe something a little more challenging than you might otherwise do. It's a great time for starting new routines, whether that's a self-care routine or a new project at work. It's your can-do phase. Time to get out there and do it and enjoy. So I hope that that has been helpful and I'm so keen to hear how you go exploring this or what your own experience of the follicular phase has been or of that waxing gibbous moon phase. Please get in touch and let me know and I will look forward to chatting with you next time where we will be looking at the ovulation phase which is the summer of the cycle so it's like party time look forward to chatting to you then thank you for joining me head on over to my website anniecarter.com.au where you'll find some free resources to support you in your life and leadership 
please make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I would really love your help in spreading the word about Yes You. So if you have friends who you think would enjoy it, please let them know. You could take a minute to write a review saying why you're loving it and you could screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. Make sure you tag me on Instagram at underscore Annie Carter. Until next time, let me remind you that you, yes, you are awesome. And I'm so glad you're here. Sending you big love and I'll chat to you soon.